Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So in this series, we are exploring the life of Jesus, the words that he said, how he felt about things that relates to the pertinent areas of our life. We've talked about various topics and challenging topics. We talked about family to begin with. And today, we're going to stay in that line of relationships in that sense. And we're going to talk about how Jesus dealt with his enemies. So what it means to love your enemies. Once again, we have another challenging topic that not only, I mean, we both are delivering it, but yeah. it definitely comes to you first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to say this. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Just tell them how it is. I don't. Just be transparent. This, this is, yeah, I, yes. I am being, I mean, yeah. that that's how we've always been. And it, it will not change because I just believe in being authentic. Yeah. So the only thing we can help you is we're just telling you the truth. Right. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, like you said before, you never achieve or, or um, you're never uh, exactly where you should be. Right. You're always striving. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're flesh. We're, mm -hmm. we're human beings and we have not um, obtained that glorified body mm -hmm. and that glorified mind. And once we are reunited with Christ, then that will take place. Until then, we are striving and yeah. we are pressing toward the mark, right? Mm -hmm. So... This is definitely an area of, um, uh, I guess you could say, opportunity mm -hmm. uh, for some. And me being one of those people. Me too. Um, <laughs> I have definitely in the past struggled with forgiveness. And um, just my approach and how I interact and deal with people that I perceive have done me wrong or I have been offended by. Mm -hmm. And this particular topic... Mm -hmm is definitely hitting home. And that's okay because that's what God's word comes to do. It comes to wash us clean yeah. and make us new. Yeah. So we are all listening and experiencing it together. Absolutely. So Matthew 5, and we're going to start at verse 43. And this is in the King James Version. It says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which you love, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if, if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, 
even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Mm. This is actually probably one of my favorite chapters because it's basically where you are experiencing Jesus's ministry. And it's a very dynamic ministry where he is speaking to his disciples and the people that have followed him in the crowds. And he starts off the chapter um, with the Beatitudes, um, blessed are, you know, the, mm-hmm. the pure in heart, you know, for they shall see God, those types of things. I'm sure most of us have at least heard the Beatitudes reference. And then he goes on to talk about how we are salt and light. You know, we did that series, so we know about that. But then he starts laying down some hard truths. So he kind of hooks them and reels them in, right? Mm-hmm. And then once he gets them in, now he starts laying down some hard truths. And this is one of the things that he uh, addresses. He talks about loving our enemies. So the first verse I wanted to read again, it says, the first couple verses, it says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Now Jesus, in this verse, he's talking about what they would have learned and what the law said from their forefathers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take you to Leviticus 19. 17 and 18. Okay. So Leviticus 19, 17. It says, do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly, so you will not share in their guilt. You got different versions? Yes. I'm going to read the version I have. It says, don't secretly hate any of your neighbors. And I thought this version was good because a lot of times we don't overtly come out and say, I don't like you. I can't stand you. I'm still upset about this, mm-hmm. but secretly. And one one uh, version actually says, "Don't nurse mm. the hatred in your heart." Wow, that's a Selah moment because yeah. for a lot of us, and I say us because it is not. I'm not speaking as though I have arrived. So I say us. Yeah. A lot of us, there is the tendency when we have been offended or there is perceived offense or we are perceiving someone or persons to be an enemy, there is the tendency to nurse that hurt. Mm -hmm. And by nurse, we mean we coddle it, we sort of stroke it, we remind ourselves of what has was done and has been done. I'm raising Mm -hmm. up both hands and my feet Mm -hmm. because I have definitely- um, Nursed some things. Yes, absolutely. But um, I, I thought that that was a, a good point to bring out the fact that it's saying don't secretly mm, hate mm, any mm, of mm, your mm, neighbors, mm. but tell them openly what they have done wrong so that you will not be as, just as guilty of sin as they are. Because what happens is when we are dealing with secret offenses or, or dealing with secret um, hurts or secret uh, anger towards people and hate, um, which kind of run the same anger and hate yep. in this sense is the same thing because that anger is the seed that breeds the hatred, right? It's coming from the same source. Mm-hmm. And when we secretly hate people and hate our brother, now this is, to, this is specifically talking about our brothers, people in, this is Leviticus, so it's talking about the Israelites hating other Israelites, mm-hmm. but when Jesus is speaking, he's talking about how we are feeling about our brothers. These are people that we should be. We yeah, talk, just talked about last yeah. week about yeah. our family and the, the past few weeks talking about our family. And so now this is another way to deal with conflict and interaction with our family and how we should feel. 
and be dealing with our family and our heart, right? Yeah. So forget about the wrong things people do to you. Don't try to get even. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Now, hold on. See, like that, that's, there's no, like God tells you who he is. That's what sticks, stands out for me with this. Cause this is, this is challenging. So God has not given us any room here to like question if he's really saying what he's saying. Right. Cause at the end of it, he says, I am Lord. So I'm the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Like I'm sovereign. I'm in charge. I'm in control. I see it all. I saw what happened. I saw what they did. I saw what you did. I see the whole thing. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. from my point of view, mm -hmm. this is what you need to do. And this this was the law. Right. This is from Leviticus. So we're not even talking about once we've passed over into Jesus mm -hmm. speaking. This is just the law being laid down in Leviticus. So this is what Jesus is saying, right? He said, y'all know this. Right. This is what y'all have known. Right. Th this is where you... Don't secretly hate or hold grudges in your heart against that. You have some kind of understanding already about how you should relate to letting things go, forgiving people, not harboring stuff in your heart. Like, this is not a new doctrine, I'm telling you. Right. What I'm about to tell you, though, is going to step it up a notch. So this is what they knew. But then the verse comes in and, and tells us in, was that, Matthew in, 5? Yeah. yeah, 544, I think. 40, yeah, 44. Yep, 44. But I say unto you, and this is a different version. It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Okay, so now hold on. Now that's crazy. Now I want us to notice what Jesus did there. So in the Old Testament, you would be good if you didn't harbor secret animosity in your heart against your neighbor, right? It's right. like, don't hate your neighbor. Don't hate your enemies. That's what Jesus, that's what the law was saying. Don't harbor stuff to cause hatred to be in your heart against people. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus says, that's what, that's the way y'all interpret it. Don't hate. But now Jesus is, that's what the law said. Now, Jesus is coming back and saying, love your enemies. What's the difference? What's the difference between not hating somebody and loving somebody? Right. And I think there's like a fine line there that, that like really challenges us to see, we can put people in a category where we don't hate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just not going to rock with you. Right. I'm not fooling with you right now. Right. We, we, I'm going to quarantine you for now. <laughs> I'm going to put you over here. Put you I on ice. I, in order for me not to hate you, I'm going to have to do this to you. But it's still, according to the Bible, according to what Jesus says, not quite loving them. We listen to this and I'm like, Lord, how do we do this? Because I don't know if anybody can relate to the fact that sometimes I have legitimately been offended by people. Like wronged, like wronged, like an enemy. Mm -hmm. that, like how do how do we do this? So it's like that. Dynamic. And then, and this this to me is a uh, prime example of the necessity for Jesus, because absolutely um, we know Paul talks about how the law we couldn't fulfill the law mm -hmm. until like we we didn't know what the law was mm -hmm. until it was laid out for us, but right. we couldn't fulfill the law that took Jesus to do, right? So right now in this moment, it's like Jesus is saying, this was the law 
Now I'm going to show you how to fulfill the law, mm. but it's only through me. Mm. It cannot be done in your own strength. It, it, it only has to be, it can only be done mm -hmm. through me. So I have to be the one to introduce how you fulfill the law. Mm. You know what the law says, but can you do it? And mm. it, rem it reminds me of yeah. <laughs> our, our, our daughter. You know, we, we, we are definitely in the thick of parenting, praise God. Please pray Please for us. Please pray for us. I almost said it at the same time. Please as pray you for did. us. And one of the things, you know, well, some of the things that we sort of drive home to our kids, especially specifically our oldest, is we'll say something and then she'll say, well, but how do I do that? You're telling me to do this, but how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what some of us say. Okay, God, like you told me don't hate, but now how do I do that? Mm -hmm. So now Jesus is presenting the, the solution or the um, antidote, right? Mm -hmm. That's to what that's the word. What mm -hmm. we are to do, and that is to love. It's the opposite side of the coin. Don't hate. How do I do that? By loving. Mm -hmm. And only Jesus could introduce that concept, because nobody else would be able to fulfill that. Mm -hmm. So Jesus basically taught us four things. He taught us to love, and this this love in in this scripture is. Uh, Agapos, which is basically like a social love, a moral love. So it's the love that we should have interactively with other people, right? So he told us to love. He told us to bless. Bless in this text means to invoke blessings or speak blessings on. Mm -hmm. Now, this is definitely another moment to stop because I don't know about you, but in dealing with enemies, there is definitely, my first inclination is not to speak well of them. I, I, I'd rather just close my mouth and not say anything mm -hmm. because I certainly don't want to speak well of or speak any kind of blessings on, you know? I mean, and I'm, that's just keeping it real. Like, you know, the, the average person is not going to want to say, oh, I hope they're doing good. I, I, I really hope that they're prospering in life. I hope, no, <laughs> you want to be like, no, because you did me wrong. Everything, what's that, that scene in, in uh, The Color Purple? Everything you've done to me. <laughs> that's what he said. But that's how you want, that's a lot of keeping it real. That's what we want to do. Yeah. But Jesus here says, no, don't do what you do. Because if, if what we naturally are inclined to do would work, then there would be no need for Jesus to come and introduce what he did. So right. that that right then and there lets us know what our natural inclination is to do is dead wrong. That is so good. That and, and I love using the, the scene in, in the color purple because you could see even in all that you can see like all the hatred. You can yeah. see like, oh my goodness. You but also the hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was going to get to that. So like, what makes this a challenge? Why you need God's graces? Because even how he says it in the King James, like he said, okay, bless them that curse you. So they're cursing you. But the Lord says, in order to show my love, you give them the opposite. Right. So they're slandering your name, calling you out of your name, messing with your reputation, doing all this other stuff. The Bible says, Jesus said, speak well of them. Don't do what they're doing to you. Right. Then he says, do good. So do good in this text is saying to follow some method in expressing by deeds, the feelings and thoughts of the mind. So by deeds, what we do, expressions, what we say, we should be expressing by deeds, 
the feelings and thoughts of the mind. Mm -hmm. So whatsoever a man thinketh, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's what he is. Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's what we're thinking about. And you'll, you'll oftentimes find, and I find this with myself, because I'm a very um, uh, introspective person. I, I'm in my head a lot, and I think a lot. And what that does, unfortunately, is sometimes that will cause me to um, act out because of what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. So people on the outside are not aware of what I'm thinking or the thoughts that I'm processing or the feelings that I'm processing, but they do, unfortunately, at times experience what the behaviors that follow. Mm -hmm. But this is an example of what Jesus is saying not to do because he's saying you should be expressing, or, or this rather is an example of the damage that can be done mm -hmm. by doing that. So he's saying, express what's in your feelings and, and, and thoughts of the mind, right? And then the last thing he says, did you? No, 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 you did. The last thing he says is to pray. Come on, man. Come on, Jesus. What are you talking about? Pray what? What am I supposed to be saying to them about them? I've already been nice. Already did. already blessed them. I already did good. I'll hold the door for them if I'm coming by. I'll greet them in the morning when I see them. If I do happen to see them, right. if they happen to cross my path. Now, right. I'm not going out looking for them, right. calling them and asking them. But I'm, 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 now you want me to pray for them. How, how, how do I do that? Like that is going to take some supernatural help from God and God's perspective on the situation and not just the situation, but on them. I think the challenge here is God wants you to pray for them, but in order for you to pray for them, you have to pray for yourself first. And I think this is this is the part where it's right. kind of like, all right, in order for us to even remotely come close to attempting to do this great grand thing, which Christ's life exemplified, we have to be honest with the fact that Lord, like we said in the beginning, we don't want to talk about this. Because I, I just, I that's have real. To, yeah, I, I just have to say it because, you know, dealing in and dealing with some things even now, processing what God is saying. Okay, here, here's, this is another example of what Jesus thought of. This is something else Jesus thought of, and I'm reading it, going, okay, that's mm -hmm. me. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. How am I supposed to say that to someone else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling the same thing. And we warned us. When I say us, we mean us and us. We warned us all together who are listening, who are here, that this series is going to challenge our feelings, right? So there's going to be some things that we feel justified in that we have to have the Holy Spirit sanctify our feelings about. That means you feel like this too harsh. You feel like it's too hard. The, the choice really is, is do you really love Jesus enough to right. get rid or relinquish control of your feelings and nursing your feelings, which are legitimate? Right. Like, do you have enough love and devotion to God to take Jesus' words, which are really God's words, and now say, I choose obedience over feeling? Right. Justify and vindicate right. in this. And God, God's word just has to reign supreme over everything. 
including us. And that goes to the hearer as well as the deliverer, that you, nobody is exempt from we need help. God's word yeah. and what it says. Yeah. So verse 45 says, that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. This is what we get in return for mm -hmm. an incentive, so, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate goal, period, in life, yeah. is whatever we do, we're striving to meet that mark so that we can eventually resemble Christ more and more and more and more. Just like the older you get naturally, oftentimes you end up resembling your parents even more, mm -hmm. both in how you look and indeed. My kids tell me all the time, you sound just like Nani. That's exactly what Nani would say. And I'm like, well, I can't help it. That's my mom. So naturally, I'm going to look like her and my dad. I'm going to act like her and my dad because that's just the natural progression of things. But the same thing should go spiritually. We should be looking more and more like Christ and like our Father in heaven the more we submit and humble ourselves mm. under his mighty hand the more we ingest his word and what he says, mm. the more we put down our will and our thoughts and our uh, desires and we subscribe to what he says and his way of doing things, right? Amen. So that's really what he's saying. He's like, my father in heaven, he's given reign to the just and the unjust, right? Mm -hmm. He's doing uh, all these things for people that are his children and those that are not, that are his, simply his creation. Mm -hmm. So the same things should go for you. Anybody can love the people that love them or love the people that are nice to you and doing nice things for you. Mm -hmm. But it's the people that are not that differentiates us from any regular person. Mm -hmm. Right? For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. I wanted to read uh, Proverbs 25, 21 through 22, and this is in the easy to read. It says, if your enemies are hungry, give them something to eat. If they are thirsty, give them some water. This will make them feel the burning pain of shame. And the Lord will reward you for being good to them. Mm, 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 mm. So not that we do or we should be doing good for our enemy simply for the reward. Mm -hmm. But as a default, we get reward. It's like, oh, by the way, God will reward you for this. So you do what you have to do because it's what you're supposed to be doing. But in return, you will get rewarded for it. Mm -hmm. What that reward is, I can't speak it's to. It's up to God. Right. But can I just say something else about that verse? Because see, and this this is the thing, like, like I think the prevailing prayer that we need to have in, in dealing with these types of heart issues is we have to see the situation, like I said, once again, the way God sees it. Now, if you see that verse in Proverbs, it says, if your enemies are hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them some water. Okay. So that what that kind of tells us is like a part of the prayer should be, you don't disdain the person enough that you don't see what they might need. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like sometimes we write our enemies off and we're like, whatever, you're over there, I don't care. So what love does is love seeks an opportunity to serve. Love seeks an opportunity to, to patch things up. Love makes itself vulnerable to be offended again. So mm -hmm. it's like, if they, well, what the if is dependent on you. Like if you know, and it comes back to you, if you see that they're struggling, if you see that they're 
is your responsibility now because you saw it. The command is there, like, if you see it, then get get me some. And because they have been seen by someone who is recognized as an enemy, then they will feel a conviction because that's just what the what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That, that's what the word said. So I think it's it's just really the challenge is just really like our insight and, and how we like see the situation. In order to do this, you gotta pray for yourself, Lord, help me to see the situation the way you see it. Help me to not just see my side. Help me to show me something. Show me what you're seeing. Because you 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 want me to do this. I can't do this on my own. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to even start. So show me. And I think also just examining what, and I, I maybe I should have said this in the beginning, examining exactly what an enemy is because mm. our perception is so skewed. Yeah. There are times when you are legitimately wrong and mm-hmm. there is a legitimate offense. Absolutely. There are also times when there is a perceived offense. That's good. And there are perceived enemies mm-hmm. and they're not actually enemies. So we have to step back and assess what an enemy is. And I think ultimately making God's enemies our enemies should Mm. be how we look at this so that we're not making more people enemies than need to be. That's so good. Because everybody's not an enemy. Psalms 139, 21 through 22. This is in the easy to read. It says, Lord, I hate those who hate you. I hate those who are against you. I hate them completely. Your enemies are also my enemies. So there's the changing over from being offended and upset at our enemies and now taking and channeling that anger and labeling God's enemies our enemies. So now the people that we would deem enemies in the past, at this point, they're not enemies anymore because we're not even dealing with that because our enemies are God's enemies. Mm -hmm. Because we're so focused on God's agenda and what God wants that now his enemies and the people that are against him and his righteousness, Mm -hmm. those become our true enemies. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Ultimately, this just shows us how much we need to trust God and like trust in if he's calling me to do something like this, that is so beyond my strength, that is so beyond my conception, then I have to trust that the same God who's causing me to do this is going to have an equal reward somewhere down the road. Like this is going to benefit me and this person and this situation in some way, shape, or form. And I may not see it now. I may not understand it now. I may not get it now. I may not even see it in my lifetime. It may manifest in my children or my children's children. But this particular topic calls us to investigate how much we really trust God and how much we really trust in his ability to vindicate and to heal us. Absolutely. So the last verse, uh, verse 45, I'm going to read it in the Amplified, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. You, therefore, must be perfect, growing in complete maturity of godliness in mind and character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your heavenly father is perfect. This verse sums up why and what the end result is. It's for you to be perfect 
like your father in heaven is perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because ultimately that's what the goal is for us to be more and more like Christ. Yeah. So in doing this and in practicing this, you are building spiritual muscles. You are building yourself up uh, uh, moment by moment, instance by instance. Each situation brings you closer and closer. Not saying it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be bumpy. There's going to be times where you kind of do it, kind of not. Like you start off off and then you turn it around or you may start off on a good foot and then you kind of lose it a little bit. But each situation, each instance brings you, should bring you closer and closer. If you submit yourself to God, it will bring you closer and closer to that spiritual maturity in that place of being perfect like your Father in heaven is perfect. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.